Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Sean from Jacksonville State in Alabama, not Florida. Uh, welcome, Coach. Thanks for having me on, Matt. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for being here. I, uh, you know, being being the Florida guy I am, every, you know, if I see Jacksonville, I got to make sure everybody understands we're talking about Alabama, not Florida. Yeah. Um, but uh, congrats on a on a good season. I know you're you're probably. I bet last weekend uh, you were trying to decide whether you were going to be in California, uh, North Carolina, or Tennessee, right? Did, did, did in terms of this recruiting fall crazy season, are you and your staff just scattered all about, or how's that work for you? Yeah, it's uh, obviously you know like college athletics. I think over the last couple of years has has kind of taken on different pathways you know with with you know the portal has kind of had different roles every year um obviously we've got covid you know seniors that still have the extra eligibility after graduation as well um you know obviously and then you've got you know for me like i'm in the first year here so trying to obviously build a program as well so certainly a lot of moving parts so it's um but that's that's the way we like it though yeah, I bet. Well, in terms of, you know, kind of resetting the program, right? I mean, you're coming over, I believe, from from Louisiana Monroe, if I'm not mistaken, um, right. and, and trying to build that. What's it like trying to recruit to a, a Division One program, but one that, you know, maybe people aren't familiar with, one that's, you know, kind of in a rural part of Alabama and, and, and really kind of – maybe changing the mindset of what people think of when they think of Jacksonville State soccer? Um, yeah, it's quite interesting, to be to be honest. I mean, like, just I've been at a few different universities now, both on the men's side and on the women's side, and I've coached Division One, I've coached Division Two, NAIA as well. Um, and really, recruitment is, is different everywhere, but at the same time, it's the same everywhere. So, you know, just like speaking in general terms, every university or every place is going to have its, its, it's going to have things that are appealing to people. So I think wherever you are, you, what you've got to try to do is um, figure out what type of person is going to fit at the university that you are at, maybe what the landscape is around campus. So, you know, do you have a major city close to you that has really good soccer or are you going to have to rely on another area as well to, to be successful? So certainly wherever you are, that 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 for me has been 
or wherever I've been, that that's been ultimately what we've had to try to start doing as we look to to build a build a program, and um, you know it, that's no different here. Well, in terms of, of of recruiting and building that program, you mentioned the portal. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that accent of yours is not from Alabama. So, um, you know <laughs> what 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 is it? What are you looking for in players? We're looking at international versus bringing in the portal versus the traditional freshmen. Like, what what kind of goes goes into all of those decisions? Yeah, so I, like for us, we've we've um, well for 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 everybody, you look for good players. You know what I mean? So, um, and I think the for everyone as well, you're looking for the best students possible. You know, and I think. The, the the interesting thing about our sport that is maybe different and 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 again I don't know how you know pr- prospective student athletes may not know that there are headcount sports such as football that all of their you know they have eighty five scholarships at this level um you know and and for us we are an equivalency sport so ultimately what we can do is we can give partial scholarships um in in from soccer money, we can use academic money to 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 create a package as well. There's an in-state tuition rate and there's an out out of state tuition rate as well. So we can piece together scholarships with regards to that to to try to make it best best fit for the athlete. So, um, you, but you're right, yeah, I'm not from Alabama actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in your recruiting, kind of besides the obvious, you know, we're looking for the best players possible, right? What 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 is it? That, that you, you know, that, that catches your eye, whether you're at a tournament or or maybe it's an ID camp or, or, or you know, kind of what what makes up a player right now that that maybe you're looking for uh, to to bring to the program. So 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 for me, like you know, I like I like attacking soccer, football, um, and I think you know for me, find them players that you know I, I want to coach players who are. No, it's easy to say fun to watch, but you know, I I, I want to coach the player that that I would pay to watch. You know what I mean? And and don't get me wrong, like I I know, like I'm I know I'm really fortunate to be doing this career, and I would there's there's nothing better for me than being around a group of 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 young players who they want to they want to learn, they want to get better, they see value in in me being their coach, they see value in our community that we're creating um and i think the real interest in like for me that like putting on the training kit having some brand new balls some fresh cut grass i'd pay to do that i would actually pay to do that so like a lot of people talk about athletes being fortunate to maybe have an opportunity to to play division one i am the fortunate one because i get to work with some absolutely unbelievable footballers you know and I'll give you an example. We we have a player here that last night she qualified for the under twenties World Cup, which is in Colombia. Now we're going to miss her. She's Austrian, so we're going to miss her for a couple of weeks during the season. But what an amazing experience she's going to have playing in a World Cup. And you know, we had a girl um, the other day that that made her first full national team appearance for Bulgaria. So you know, unbelievable like things that I get to share with these kids. So. Um, but in terms of what, what what maybe I would look for is is certainly, you know, players that 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 that, that I would pay to watch is by definition what I'm what I'm looking to looking to to coach and be around every day. Awesome, awesome. Well, 
I, I know you have a uh, an ID camp coming up, and ID camps seem to have gotten just to be a really big part of college recruiting these days. So how, how many ID camps do you generally have within a, in a year, and, and how important are they to your overall recruiting? Yeah, so so what I will say is is for us here, like I, I've not, I've genuinely not experienced the volume of interest in in Jacksonville's like in in a university that I've ever that I've that I've been a part of before like this. I mean, you know, you can imagine what what emails like and uh, on one email uh, chain that I uh, made a mistake and put my cell phone number on. I'm probably never <laughs> going to do that again, but. <laughs> um, you know, so so ID camps are a way for us to pull recruiting kind of together. Um, I think for everybody, you know, sometimes ID camps get a bad rap, really, but you know, and 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 sometimes become a bit of a money grab. But you know, for us, like like I said before, we started recording, we've got three girls coming to us in two thousand and twenty four that attended ID camps this summer. Now, whether we had identified them before. Or, or they have signed up for the ID camp in a hope of getting in front of us. That that's obviously uh, uh, certainly a part of the conversation as well. But for us, like we always say that ID camps are. It, it, there's three things that you can get from an ID camp. Um, learn about college soccer in general. You can you can obviously get better at soccer is another one as well. And then certainly as well, if if you're interested in Jacksonville State or you're interested in the university's ID camp that you go to are you learning something about whether it's college re- recruiting in general but are you learning if that school is a fit for you so there's really three things there that i think add value in the id camp process which for me for anybody when people ask me about id camps as long as that id camp falls in, in, in into the realm of well this is maybe a school that i would go to or this is a coach that i want to work with that can train me to be better maybe i can learn something from there's massive value in them yeah i i, I couldn't agree more um well let, let's talk a little bit more about the school i'm sure there's folks out there not familiar with jacksonville state and and that, that there's a jacksonville in alabama right so um you're 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 just wrapped up your first season you're you're somewhat new but what kind of pulled you in to the school what are some things you've learned about the school that you find are are really awesome and and maybe some things we wouldn't even know just by going through the website yes i mean again a a great opportunity for me to to coach the players that i want to coach and um you know be be a part of certainly a part of an athletic department with with a winning culture i think what's happening with our football team at the moment with coach rich rod over there with with, and and his staff you know is amazing you you know the first year in fbs football where they've you know, they've, they've managed to make a ball game and honestly what they're doing is amazing, you know, and I, I think two years ago, our men's basketball team were at March Madness. Our, our softball team are just unbelievable. You know, we've got our bowling team has, has taken off as well. So to be a part of a, a a winning culture, to be a part of a place that is progressive, um, to be a part of a place that really um has the student athletes best interests in mind has been absolutely a you, you know from my perspective an absolute pleasure um and and some of the people here that I'm working with are just unbelievable people so um you know again like I said I mean I'm I'm uh, I'm the fortunate one here you just got to be careful not not to say that part about you would pay to do it and let your athletic director overhear you because you don't, <laughs> don't want to give many ideas 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's not just soccer, right? The, the, you know, there's student athletes going to get their degrees and sometimes that can be challenging, especially for a high school student, really, really figuring out the balance of the demands. And in your case of, of, of a, a division one sport and the academic side of things. So how do your student athletes really make sure that they, they achieve that balance and success on both sides, on the field and off the field? And what kind of support mechanism does the school provide to help? Yeah. So, so for us, we have, you know, our athletes have access to, to our athletic advisors. They, they also have, have direct free access to mentors, tutors, um, success coaching, um, and, and any other supplemental instruction that they need um, individually. So having the ability to, to, to kind of customize their experience based on how little or how much help that they want is, is really an added benefit about being here. Um, we, we, we have a, uh, each coach is responsible for, for a certain element of our program as well. So one of our coaches is, is responsible for, for the academic side and kind of bringing that closer to the soccer side as well. Just, just in case we need the, you know, we've got girls coming in, for example, that are that are going to be nurses, and if they need to miss a practice here and there, or or you know, if they have to get extra study hours in, we can kind of modify their schedule if we need to. So certainly, um, that kind of bespoke atmosphere, customizable experience here has been what I think is the most valuable um, part of, or one of the most valuable components about being a, a student athlete at Jack State. Okay. Well, I mean, let's, let's rewind maybe about a month. Uh, well, month, maybe six, eight weeks. You're in the, let's say you're in the heart of that conference schedule. Can you walk me through what a typical week for one of your players looks like in terms of, you know, winter classes, meals, practice times, game cadence, what, what, what should they expect? Yeah. So the, the, the schedule for us this year was quite interesting. Obviously we, um, in September, we were quite heavy with games and, and, and we, um, we try to really manage, you know, I don't want to say manage injury prevention is like a word people use a lot of the time, but we really want to manage the players' load, let's say. So in September, we were playing two games a week. So we kind of gave them the option to, to, to well, it was a voluntary workout on a Monday with us. Um, but we would kind of, and it was, tr th these are truly voluntary. It's not voluntary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um we 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 would we spent more time telling girls not to work out on on those mondays uh that should probably tell you a little bit about our culture to be honest but um tuesday they would be in training maybe a little bit of a lift um obviously they'd have classes in the morning uh lunch maybe a break and then come straight to practice uh in the afternoon with us um and then probably the same thing Wednesday with a lighter practice. And then Thursday night, we would have a game. Um, so that would kind of give them the chance to to nap or whatever it is. You know, particularly if it was a home game, if it was an away game, we would have already traveled on the on the Wednesday. Um, Fridays were our day off this year. Um, and then and Saturday, we would train and prepare for the game on, on Sunday. Um, now, in, in October, it was quite interesting. We actually only had five games in October. So we uh we just actually did a a study around injuries and what that did for our injuries um and and certainly getting players on the field, um 
So we were able to prepare over the course of a week. Um, so what we did was there was we would have them in lifting on a Monday. We would train and lift on a Tuesday, train and lift on a Wednesday, and then we would give them the Thursday off and kind of midweek day off allowed us to train a little heavier on the Wednesday. Um, but also, you know, they could they could be college students and instead of having to wear practice gear or like T-shirts like this to, to, to class, they could actually wear like real clothes. Um, and then Friday we would train and kind of start looking at the opponent. Saturday we would train and then obviously Sunday we would have the game as well. So that was kind of the schedule for us in, in October. We only had one week where we had the two games in one week in in uh, for, for for probably five weeks towards the end of the season. So that kind of that was quite different, but uh, but it's busy. I mean, you know, and, and you know, certainly, and I know every coach has their maybe slightly different things that they're doing. You know, we we have an individual plan for every single player, so they would have individual work around that uh, around the team session, should I say. Well, lifting stuff as well, um, and then of course video, whether that's individual or with the team. Um, you know, we 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 have some online video component things that we do with players as well, and kind of drop drop little group messages here and there with clips. So it's pretty it's pretty intense, but um, we kind of prepare them for that on the on the front end. The spring's obviously a little bit bit different, but still we're working okay well let's talk a little bit more uh, about the the team and the soccer side of things so um it, i know it, you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier it, it's a weird time right with the covid year and the transfer portal and all these things and you're coming on uh, after a first season but is there a roster size that that you're aiming for for this coming season that you you kind of think is ideal um, so, so this past year, I think for us, you know, with, with a couple of injuries that we inherited and, and a, and a red shirt, we were, were a little bit higher on the roster size with 29, whereas this year coming up, we're going to try to get that a little bit lower. Um, what that kind of pans out to be, I don't know, but we've got 20, we've got 28 lockers in the locker room. So we're going <laughs> to. We're going to try to have a couple of spare ones. <laughs> okay. All right. Makes sense. Well, besides uh, your roster of players, I'm sure you have a, a staff roster. So can you talk to me a little bit about your staff, whether that's assistant coaches or, or other staff from the athletic department that helps out with the team? What role does everybody play there? Yeah. So that's, that's again, one of the, one of the biggest, um, you know, one of the biggest uh, positives for us here is, is that we're fully stocked in the, in the staffing area, although I say that we're, we're we're hoping within the next year to be adding a second full time assistant. We have one full time, we have two graduate assistants, and then two student managers as well that are, that are able to help us. One of them works on some analysis for us, um, and we're actually going to be making that both both of those positions analysis based. Uh, um, you know, in in different areas of the game, um. And then and we we share a football we share with football a strength and conditioning coach and I, I you know for us I can't stress how good we have it there um, with with that side of our program as well and then we have our own athletic trainer and then our own academic advisor so my office is set up 
kind of like a meeting room and an office space for me as well. And, you know, we meet every week and uh, it uh, gets pretty full in here. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a good problem to have, right? Um, well, in in terms of uh, the offseason, you, you mentioned it a little bit, but what what would a player expect to to happen, right? I mean, are you? I'm assuming you're not doing a whole lot between now and Christmas, but when they come back for the new year, what what would a player expect to kind of be doing in that spring season? Well, I think just you know speaking generally about that, I think you know now at the college level, they're really. I don't, I don't want to say there isn't an off season because there kind of has to be, um, you know, because of course the 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 science around rest and fatigue and 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 uh, obviously we've got to allow the the student athletes to to be students as well um, and just students for 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 some critical periods such as finals week and 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 so on and so forth. But um, you know, I'm sure for most programs there's there's physical uh outlines for what the players should should be coming back and 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 where they should be physically um i think we have we're not different i mean we do a lot of stuff you know with the players around um around vertical jumps and trap bar deadlifting um so so the the, the science around that is 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 what we're interested in and um the players know the numbers that they're, that they're supposed to be at. Obviously, we have physical fitness testing with the team every month, um, so so they uh, they're they're aware of, of of what the level required there is as well. But certainly for uh, at this level, you know, and I know one of the one of the brilliant things that I don't think is talked about enough is is what the actual what what the actual three levels of college soccer are all about, you know, and certainly there's different roles and 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 different amounts of training at different levels that people can do, and that should be considered when a student athlete is is picking where they are going to go or what level they're going to play. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it it shouldn't necessarily be that one level is better than the other. It should be about what 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 level of um. Or, or what kind of level of intensity really you're looking for? I don't mean that to be rude or disrespectful, to be honest. But uh, but um, with us, it's you know we we we're allowed five dates in the spring, and we're still allowed twenty hours a week for for quite an extensive time. So we try to generally use as much of that as possible, and and uh, try to help, particularly now with a young team, try to help the team develop and grow as much as we can. I like it. Well, Coach, I really appreciate your time. I like to end these with the same question for everybody, and that is if you did have one piece of advice, one nugget of information you you would hope that every player, parent, family going through the college recruiting process knew, what would that be? Oh, hit me with that one. Um, <laughs> one piece of advice. I think I, I think it is not to get bogged down in somebody else's experience. You know, everybody's recruiting timeline and everybody's pathway to a college program is going to be different. There's no, there's certainly no straight path to, to to college soccer or to 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 gaining a college scholarship. And you know, my, I don't know if it's a nugget of information, but but certainly having a plan, with regards to proximity to home, a plan with regards to 
what academic pathway maybe you want to get into, size of school, um, what what style of player the team wants to play. And if, if you can find as many filters as possible, you'll probably create a pool of six or seven schools. And then ultimately from there, a little bit of further research might narrow it down to two or three and then and then maybe going to ID camps, this, that and the other, connecting with the coach and and and, and stuff like that is maybe what's going to be able, what what's going to help to find the best fits. Yeah, love it. Couldn't agree more. Well, coach, wish the best of luck as you continue to to build out the program and uh, really looking forward to see what you guys got up there. All right. Thank you. Hey, Appreciate and it. And if you come down to Lakewood Ranch for uh, any of the ECNL stuff, give me a shout. We'll get together. All right. We'll be there. Definitely. We'll be there next month. Yeah. All right. We'll Thank you. you. Yeah. The Discover College Soccer Podcast is sponsored by VO. VO is the number one AI camera solution helping players capture college recruitment videos. Check out their new starter and family options by clicking on the link in the description or visit Discover College Soccer to learn more.